Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tolman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. For more than 10 years, the Curiosity rover has been operating on Mars and is still going to this day. But one of the key primary missions that it was sent to do was actually accomplished a long time ago. And we just didn't hear much about it because it took so much time to decode and interpret the data that the experiment provided. In this particular case, it was an experiment done in 2014 on the surface of Mars, the results of which have just now been released by NASA. What was the task? Well, Curiosity was sent to the Gale Crater, the site of an ancient lake on Mars, with the purpose of sampling the soil to see what kinds of things might be there that could have been either precursors to life, if it ever existed on Mars, or evidence of life after the fact that it might have existed. The thinking being that a giant lake would be the kind of place where you might find life if it were to have existed at all on the surface. So in the mudstone at Gale Crater, mudstone is a kind of a fine sediment that would have been produced by weathering rocks and then settled to the bottom of the lake, which later dried up. Curiosity took a sample in an effort to find organic carbon. Now, organic carbon is kind of a misleading term because it means carbon present in rocks, for example, that at least could have been produced by biological processes. But organic carbon can also be produced by things like volcanic action or from meteorites or just surface reactions taking place right there at that location. So even though organic carbon as a name sounds like evidence of something, it's more like evidence of the possibility of something. Sort of like they can't rule out that it might have been produced biologically. In this particular case, Jennifer Stern from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center says they found 200 to 273 parts per million of organic carbon, which is comparable to or even more than the amount you find in rocks in very low life places on Earth, like the Atacama Desert in South America, and even more than had been detected in Mars meteorites previously. Now, what I found fascinating about this, aside from the fact that it took eight years to interpret the data, is that the experiment itself involved taking some of this soil sample, putting it inside Curiosity, inside a thing called the Sample Analysis at Mars Instrument, SAM, which is a really misleading name for an oven. So they put the soil inside an oven. They add heat up to like 1,500 degrees, you know, three times pizza baking temperatures and then added oxygen to it in order to see how it would produce carbon dioxide with the oxygen mixing with the carbon or organic carbon embedded within the rock samples. So basically, Curiosity was trying to make carbon dioxide in an oven on the surface of Mars in order to figure out whether there might be any evidence that at one time there could have been either prebiotic or postbiotic at the bottom of what was once a huge lake on Mars. Oh, and by the way, they only got to do this experiment one time in 2014, and that was all it was capable of. So what's the takeaway from all this? Ah, inconclusive. Yes, the organic carbon is there. Yes, it's high enough to fit a pattern that would have included life if it had existed. But the problem is there's no other evidence of life contributing to the carbon found thus far. And in fact, the most likely explanation for where this came from was 
water reacting with volcanic rock, meaning that it was not produced by biological sources. The next step is to take a look at phosphorus and figure out whether there's enough or the right kind that would indicate that there might have been life on Mars at one time. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. And now turning to the highly popular anti-work thread on Reddit, we have a groom-to-be who was extremely angry because he put in a paid time off PTO request for his wedding week, and it got declined. He said he was getting married on July 22nd, very excited, and I saw last week my PTO for the week of was rejected. Thought maybe it was an error, but I checked the schedule and I'm put on to work the 21st and the 22nd, the actual bleeping day of my wedding. Hope they figure something out, because I ain't going, LMAO. Within and among the comments for the 27,000 upvotes that Reddit gave it, one person said, PTO stands for prepare the others, because you sure won't be there. Have a wonderful wedding. Somebody else wrote a, yeah, I don't work places where PTO has to be approved. PTO means I'm telling you I'll be off, not asking. Another commenter, my job tried to write me up for a no call, no show when I was on my honeymoon. I don't work there anymore and life is much better. And yet another honeymoon story. Someone said he got fired for taking a week for the honeymoon and wishes he had just quit and taken two weeks instead would have been so much less stressed. The general theme of paid time off is generally an announcement or a piece of information, not a request was kind of a theme. What we've got here is failure to communicate and then some people took to the satirical sorry you're gonna miss the wedding should be a good time just swing by after you're done working (laughs) well in the end it turned out to be just a little bit of a scheduling mistake and the boss basically gave him the time off which he was happy about because he likes his job and it does tend to prove the point that sometimes the best thing you should do is go talk to the person before you go to reddit but what fun would that be A bunch of strangers gnashing and wailing their sarcastic teeth versus talking to the source of the problem first? (laughs) Crazy talk. But even though this one turned out well, there are people who lose their jobs over things like this, which I find amazing in this environment, right, where you're scrambling to keep good employees. But on the other hand, there's kind of this old theory that you never really know how much something is worth to you until you have to make a sacrifice for it. So in a weird kind of way, if you do have to lose a job over an important life decision, maybe the information you get from that is more valuable than the temporary value of keeping that job and the feeling of guilt and betrayal over making the wrong decision if you kept it. And finally, from the scary monsters under the crib trying to talk to me file, a young mother of a toddler named Brayden was having difficulty with him getting to sleep. Very common problem. Every parent deals with this. In the video shared to TikTok, he's sitting up in his bed, loudly talking to himself when he should be laying down and falling asleep. And that's when mom decides to make the first use ever of the two-way radio feature on the baby monitor. And all I can say is, it was hilarious. Brayden, go back in your bed. Yes, I know some people won't find it funny to scare the living daylights unintentionally out of the child. Surely she didn't intend this result. But what she thought would be the soothing or perhaps assertive command for him to do what he's supposed to do, he thought was, oh my God, there's demons in my bed or something along these lines. Because he did not realize that it was her. 
obviously. And as she said, this is the first and the last time I'm ever using the talkback feature. Now, I don't know about that. See, I tend to come from the parenting school of whatever gets the job done. And look, if mom speaking to you assertively through the talkback sounds like some portal to hell has opened up and there's a scary creature warning you that you'd better lay down or else, and that gets the kid to go to sleep, eh, what's the harm? Might even pay off dividends when they're teenagers that they're still afraid to get out of the bed in the middle of the night when they should be getting their rest. I know some psychiatrists might counsel that this is an inappropriate misuse of parental authority or it's likely to lead to nightmares or something like that. I don't know, kids are pretty resilient. Seems more to me like the kind of thing that you would show a video of at their wedding day and everybody would have a nice laugh. And then at long last, the bride-to-be might finally understand why Brayden is so cuddle-prone at night. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hit me up with that five-star review before you go. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.